Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. MLB Network's lead anchor, Greg Amzinger, is from St. Louis. He went to the Lindenwood University. He is uh, the most talented television broadcaster in the business right now, and he joins us now, as he does every Thursday here on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Greg. What are you thinking? Wow. The, the most talented? I do a segment on our show. I do a segment on our show called Greg's List, where I kind of rank things. I don't know if I make the list. I can come up with nine probably off the top of my head. I, I, I'm not making that Greg's list. Uh, I do attempt to. This is the day after my birthday. The day after. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. 44. So, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I, I, I've taken a different approach to birthdays. I ask off work every year for my birthday, mm-hmm. and I let everyone know that it's my birthday. And I, I remind everyone that it's my birthday week, including including my family members. It's exhausting for my wife and my kids. <laughs> it's not just one day. It is an entire week. And I, I, I invite everyone to do the same thing. Why limit your birthday to one day? Make it a birthday week. Think it's about what your mother it's, it's Greg-a-palooza, right? <laughs> Greg-a-palooza. Right. Let me just real, real quick. We'll talk sports in a second. <laughs> think, think about what your mother went through, right? What your mother had mm-hmm. to That was a big week. For yeah. your mom, like awful leading up to it. And then afterwards, what a celebration. There you are. You're an infant. So I think the least we can do is celebrate ourselves for a week. So I'm like smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, <laughs> Greg week. It's Greg week. It's, I, I like Greg week. I like Greg at Palooza. And I have to believe, let me do, I'm not going to guess. I'm just going to assume. Tell us what you did on your birthday, Greg. <laughs> well, again, I didn't have to work, Randy. Mm-hmm, I know. So I, uh, I showed up, uh, woke up at 7 a.m. in the morning. There's only one thing that I'm going to wake up at 7 a.m. in the morning yep, to do. Uh, well, wait, that's not true. Two things, your show and, oh. and golf. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two things I'll wake up at 7 o'clock for. And played golf, had an all-star cast, had my agent, Dan Plesak, Cliff Floyd. Problem was, when I showed up, it was 70 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, no wind. Those are terrible conditions, okay? That means there's no, there, there's no built-in excuse to play poorly. So I played poorly because I didn't, you know, I need to know that I can blame something if I play poorly. Uh, but there was nothing to blame. It was a perfect day, and I didn't even break 90. I was too distracted. I was too, it was Greg Week. It's, it's Greg, Greg week. week. By the way, just quickly, is your agent the other 6'5 left-hander along with Floyd and Plesak? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I, okay. Smallest man at your group. Three lefties and my my tiny agent. Okay. Who actually is a pretty good golfer, but yeah, he's not very big. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo. So uh, Greg Trout hits 362. He passes Dimaggio. Uh, Trout better than Dimaggio. Give me something on that. <laughs> <laughs> guy. Look, man, he is an unbelievable talent. What he's, his memory is the weirdest thing ever. He remembers every World Series game in the inning. He's set up like uh, there was one in the second and third, and on a three-two pitch, he hits one into the gap, and there was a fan in the second row who spilled his drink. I think he was drinking a Bush Light. Like, he just remembers everything. It's incredible. 
But you're in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Radio Hall of Fame. And he still doesn't know how to ask a question. It's the most incredible <laughs> thing I've ever seen. That's amazing. Well, Greg, I guess we'll get into hold some... On, hold on, Is his job better than DiMaggio? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Uh, is Trout? Are you really asking me that question? Yeah. Is better than Fazio? Yeah. Um, yes, I think. I, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I mean, Joe DiMaggio faced the same pitcher who was throwing seventy-four miles an hour four times a game. <laughs> so I, I, I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, no, I don't, dis- I don't disagree. I just I was asking the question. I don't disagree at all. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think Mike Trout's better. Sorry, Joe D, but you know. <laughs> Mike Trout's better. You got him in the Maryland non-row category. Joe D had a cuter wife. (laughs) Randy, we're both saying the same thing at the same time. That that limited education, man. That limited education. Oh, my goodness. there's There's a lot to take away from that. I guess we'll dive a little bit into some more baseball. Greg, sadly, the Cardinals not celebrating Greg Apalooza last night with a with a loss. Steven Matz, I think we're past the point of kind of a sample size with him. What do the Cardinals do, you believe, moving forward? I mean, he's gone almost now 11 months without a win as a Cardinal. Yeah, ERA over six. And and his stuff doesn't look and I'm looking, not a pitching guru, but I'm doing this job for such a long time. You see the free and easy pitchers that are out there who trust what's coming out of their hand, and it almost looks like he's guiding everything. He's a guiding, he's wishing it to home plate. And it, it, I've talked to Dan Plesak about it, and his body language isn't good. Uh, he doesn't look like a confident person on the mound. Um, you know, this is one of those things where – uh, it, it might be time to make up an injury. And teams do this all the time. I mean, they do it all the time. Uh, guys struggling, and like, you know, he's got cap tightness. Let's just put him on the shelf and let's, let, let's give him time to, like, mentally decompress, right? Rest your body, feel 100%. Let us know when you're ready to come back and give it a go again. And you know, the Cardinals are contractually connected to this guy for years. So it's not like they can just move on. Uh, they need to get him going in the right direction. It might be time to just shelf him for a second and see if he can regroup because uh, the future is going to have Stephen Matz in it. You can't DFA Stephen Matz with all that money connected to him. Greg, I asked you at the beginning of the season what would keep the Cardinals from having a successful year, and right now it's looking like the pitching. You see Stephen Matz, Jordan Montgomery has lost six of his last eight. Uh, what is there something that they can do? Do they need to go out and get someone, or they just need to look in-house and just play better? You know, the problem is, uh, you know, the Detroit Tigers are a couple games in our first place in the AL Central. <laughs> Everybody has a shot. If you look up and down the standings, no one wants to wave the white flag and trade pieces yet. So what do the Cardinals do in the meantime? They have to outslug the opponent. That's what they have to do. The, the Wainwright game against the Reds, where there was eight to five, you know, like that's how they have to win games. And that's what we thought they were going to do when the season started. That's why I believe they were going to win over 90 games, go to the World Series, because they would eventually acquire the starting pitching that was necessary at the trade deadline. They have to outslug until the trade deadline. And at least until a few of these teams are clearly sellers. You're not going to get the answer from the Oakland A's. That's not going to happen. They've got 10 wins for a reason. You're not getting, you know, James Caprillion isn't showing up and winning you 20 games for the St. Louis <laughs> Cardinals. So the Cardinals have to really just, you know, hunker down. And hopefully their bats stay hot. And if they can do that, I, you know, Dan Plesak said something to me the other day on the air. He's like, do you still believe in the Cardinals? I go, yeah. I, I think the National League is weak. I think it's the weakest National League I've seen 
in the MLB Network era since 2009. I really truly believe that. Hmm. And I still believe the Cardinals can win 90 games. And he goes, but they'd have to be, they'd have to finish the year 25 games over 500, whatever it was at the time. You really think you can finish 25 games over 500? I start naming teams in the National League. I'm like, these teams are not good. I just start rolling through them. Even the Padres are like a bad soap opera right now with actors that just look disgruntled with their diminished role. Like, it's just not good. So I think the Cardinals have a legitimate shot still with the pitching being as thin as it is to outslug their way to the trade deadline to acquire the arms necessary to give it a go in through October. Okay, Greg, I'm going to touch. Let me give you a couple of combos, and you've actually brought these up. But more likely for the Cardinals to acquire, and Cleveland obviously is a really competitive team this year, and uh, if we were to guess right now, they're 21-20, so they're not super competitive. But Tito Francona always seems to have them in the hunt at the end. But give me a choice, or give me most available, between Bieber and Plesak of Cleveland and Giolito and Lynn of the White Sox. Cardinals are going to go out and get two starters from one team. I think think Giolito and Lynn are—I think the White Sox are about to detonate. If there's a team that's going to actually just start just moving players— it's the White Sox. The Guardians are tricky because they are they're built on pitching, and you can you can make the case Tristan McKenzie has become the most talented guy, uh, but he's about to come back off the IL and Savali. They've got a ton of pitching depth. Plesac down in the minor leagues to me is intriguing. Great athlete, best pickoff move from a right-handed pitcher in the game. Um, I would like to see. I mean, obviously, I think Peter Plesac is probably better at their stages of their career. Than Giolito, even though I think Giolito sells a lot left in the tank, and Lance Lynn, although his last couple have been pretty good. Uh, but I think those two guys are an easier acquisition and may not be as much because of contract details as what you're going to have to shell out for Bieber and uh, Plesak. Now, I, I mentioned the Tigers for a reason. Eduardo Rodriguez is pitching like a Cy Young contender right now. And if the Tigers, who I think will inevitably fade, and there's no way this team is going to be able to win the Central. I, that's the weakest division right now in all of baseball. He's going to become, the way he's throwing the ball right now, he's the number one piece that anybody that wants a pitcher is going to want to acquire. He can opt out at season's end. He's got a lot to pitch for. I really think Eduardo Rodriguez would be number one in the list of possible arms. Bieber, his velocity is down, and there's just everything he throws is a slider. He's, he's, it's all breaking ball, breaking ball, breaking ball. It works. He's not very efficient anymore. He doesn't go super deep into games, uh, but obviously still an immense talent. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who decides to detonate? Those three teams immediately pop to the front of my mind. But the Royals, oh, there's nothing there. The, the Oakland A's, there's nothing there. If the Marlins fade, they've got a couple arms. They've got a couple, but it's, it's a waiting game right now for the Cardinals. That's what they got to play. Greg, Tyler O'Neill is a player that we all had really high hopes for, barring injury, but for some reason he just can't stay off of, off of the injured list. What do you think the future is for him here with the Cardinals? Yeah, it doesn't look like there's going to be much of a future in St. Louis. Uh, a talented guy, no question about it. Uh, I'm hoping that the whole Ali Marmol, he's not running too hard enough for us, uh, doesn't brand him. Uh, because I think when everything is aligned for Tyler O'Neill, he's a rare talent. Uh, he, he can run the bases, gold glove. Uh, he's got obvious power for days. Uh, I brought this up the other day. I mean, maybe the Cardinals should just like ask for a do-over, and I think the, the Mariners <laughs> would do the same thing. Yeah. Like Marco Gonzalez has an ERA over six. 
Tyler O'Neill isn't playing all that much. The Mariners need some sock in the middle of their lineup to go along with Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez is barely hitting 200. And the Cardinals, hey, why not? Hey, Marco, can you get anybody out for us? Uh, why not revisit the trade? Let's just do it over. Bring, bring the guys back. I love the this idea. Game. Yeah, why not, right? I'll call, I'll call John Mozella. You're, you're brilliant. <laughs> hey, Greg, last thing on this, Greg, week one, two, three. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Greg. Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. We do the cha-cha-cha. I really appreciate that. That is so nice. I can't get enough of it, and I have no shame. <laughs> okay, I have no shame all week long. I will ask for it all week long. Greg and Palooza, you're the best. Love you, brother. Have a great day. Are you going to play golf again today? Of course. Absolutely. Uh, what else am I supposed to do, right? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Greg. See you later. Hey, see you guys. Bye. Greg Amsinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN.